When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And who killed the dog was. Uh, well, I just think... Me, uh... Oh, boy. There he is. What's happening, man? How you been, Mike? Doing all right. How you doing? I'm... I'm, I'm feeling really, really good. Because... Uh, I just, why do I have a rag around my neck? That's already an issue. Uh, I'm going to get into that thing, that picture behind me and all that. But, you know, we did a lot this year. We started this podcast. I found you and Annie. Um, I did a lot of touring, trying to make up for all the lost time. Uh, I feel like we put a lot out there and I'm, I got really exhausted uh the last couple of months with just life at home and being on the road and stuff like that and now i'm at a point where i'm like ah, i can exhale a little bit and um i really want to get deeper into our podcast and i was talking with annie yesterday and we're, we're coming up with cool stuff that we're going to be doing so overall i'm finally like ah, i feel really good I get, I got, just, I feel good. All right. Yeah. You feel good too. (laughs) (laughs) So just real quick. um, So I go to this little coffee place. It's called um, bean to cup, bean to cup. And it's in Naples, Florida. And they actually got wiped out during the hurricane and they had to rebuild it. And, you know, there were a couple feet underwater and now they're they're living in one of our friends' house because they also lost their house. Um, and they reopened, super excited for them. And I walk in there and she goes, hey, that the painting you ordered is in. I went, what are, you, what are you talking about? She goes, you didn't order a painting? I went, no. She's like, someone left two paintings, one of you and one of J.P. Sears. What? And so I, I, I I hope the person is listening because my apologies. I don't remember who you are. I know you reached out somewhere on Instagram a while ago. Like, Hey, I've got these things. I do portraits. Um, so very rarely, I'm not gonna lie to you very rarely. Am I, do I look at a portrait? I'm like, wow, that's pretty. So I just, I go in the coffee shop and this guy, I'm assuming it's a guy. She said it was a guy. It's pretty sick. That is awesome. Right? That is awesome. Right? Like, I'm not, I don't like looking at myself. I I don't enjoy (laughs) 
you know, like, what are we going to do? For my, let me tell you something. For my wife to go, oh my God, that's amazing. We got to do that. When my wife approves, because I'm not going to lie to you, she is just, she poo-poos. She just, I bring stuff and she's like, what are you, bro? What, what do you got now, Jim? What are we going to do? But yeah, um, the JP Sears one is sick too. So I reached out to JP and like, do you want this? And he's very funny and he's got a new special. You should check it out. And uh, he, he also, maybe I should get I shouldn't move that because I don't. I don't want it to be distracting the whole time. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, it's cool, right, Mike? That's it's badass, cool. man. Yeah, I keep looking like wow. So, whoever you are, can you please reach out so I can thank you? Because the, um, when you get when you get my wife, my approval is one thing. But when you get my wife's approval, uh, now you're on a whole new level, bro. Um, as you are listening, if you're on Patreon, um, you, tonight I am at the Hertz Arena in Fort Myers doing a concert benefit called Boots in the Sand for the hurricane victims, excuse me, the victims uh, in, in Southwest Florida, which is an incredible thing. You can, you can look online, see who's on the show. And all that jazz. But I got to say, I'm a little baffled. I'm really baffled that nobody's given this attention. It's one of the worst storms in history in our country. And the devastation that still continues that they just don't show is mind-boggling. And I can honestly say, I reached out to people. I won't say who. Uh, and I get it. People have busy lives and they, do, they don't want to be there. Um, and d d everyone showing up at this concert, they're not collecting one penny. And it's so rare because there's so many egos in the music industry. There's so many egos in, the, in, in all the industry with managers and agents. They're usually the ones that are, that are the most difficult. And I, I just, I, I feel like if this was California, you'd have all your typical bananas showing up. All the, t oh, here's Elton John, Lady, Lady, blah, blah, and, and uh, this one, and Rihanna, and all, the, all, all, the, all the typical bananas to show up, to, to show their peacock feathers, to, to, to show their money. But it's incredible when it comes to a real situation instead of publicity how many how many people really come out for it and i and i don't want to make it a negative thing i want to make it a positive because the people showing up your john riches your leonard skinner your your ted nugent's um your ira deans your gavin DeGraws, and my apologies for some of the others on the list that are not on top of my head there's they are literally they're literally just showing up. And I also had a couple other bands too that wanted to, and I don't know what happened with politics, but I, I remember reaching out to an agency. I should say it's my agency. Uh, I reached out. They, they've done incredible things for me, but I was a little, they didn't he didn't return my call for a couple of days and that really bothered me. And I was like, we really need to do something. And, you know, it's a Hertz arena and I didn't hear nothing. 
I left a voice message, gave a text, um, and only only to hear that people, the, the, the state that we are in is full-blown political divide. And it's the first time in our country that the brainwashers have done this. You know, 10 years ago, if you if you said, um, you know, I, I love so-and-so as a president, you hated so-and-so, you would talk about it for a couple minutes, but then and then you were done. You're like, I just can't believe you liked that. I can't stand that guy. I can't stand. Oh God, I can't stand him. Blah blah blah. Let's move on. Somehow they managed to destroy lives, all of us. By now, it's just you're dead to me. Oh, you you voted for what? You're dead to me. Oh, you're at this. Forget we can, we can't even. And it has infiltrated now helping lives because i heard i heard i won't say from who but quote oh yeah because desantis wife is fun it's a red state you know it's really you know, it's really tough it's really, you know it's not a good look that is that's when you've reached a point in humanity where you are now, in my opinion, you've brought yourself to the lowest of lowest in your own, in your own world. So that's like saying, oh my God, there's, there's someone struggling on the floor. There's someone that needs help. Yeah, but they voted for so-and-so, so I don't really want to get involved. That's sick and twisted and demented when you can't put humanity when you can't put humanity and you can't see suffering over whatever dumb team you th you think is the best, and to me that's what it's just a dumb team. It's professional wrestling, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. It's it's professional wrestling. There's a reason why there's only two parties. That was very well created to keep you going. Uh, two more years when we get the house. And if we lose the house, then we could. You've been doing that for how long? How long have you been preaching that big dumb story? How long are you going to fall for that game? Well, and then when we get the, and then we'll pass the, the, how long do they get to own your emotions, your time, your energy, your decision-making, how you treat one another, how you treat your family members, how you treat people that are suffering? How long are you going to do it? Because it's crazy. It's just absolute madness. But I got to say, I love the people that are showing up at this concert. And I can't wait to hang out with them. And yeah, Governor DeSantis is showing up and it's going to it's going to bring a lot of hope and joy to a lot of people that have suffered. So I don't care what you think. I don't care what your views are. You're disturbing if you can't see that people's lives have been destroyed and you don't want to help because of your political view or any nonsense like that and it's something that really i might have to make major changes soon like major changes which i'm planning on doing um next year i am definitely putting together 
something that my Patreon team knows all about. My Patreon members know all about it. We've Zoomed together and we've talked about this. Um, I don't want to reveal the name, but it's pretty it's pretty awesome. And I think I think the times right now need videos like like the following. Mike, can you can you play this one? So I can't stand soccer. I, I, it bores me to death, but I love this video of the World Cup. This guy that I don't know what country he's from, but can you play this clip, Mike? At the World Cup in Qatar, I was sitting down in the stadium looking at a view that is worthy of being put in a frame. I noticed an Iranian man and an American fan sitting side by side in peace, both cheering for their countries, hoping their team would walk out with a victory to claim. As soon as the game was over, I walked out and enjoyed the music and the other programs that were meant to entertain. I noticed a Dutch fan and an Arab man mingling, being friendly and humane. I turned around and I noticed from the crowd, people were proud to waving their flags from their countries with no fear and no shame. I took a walk and I walked under the canopy made from flags from all around the world. And I thought to myself, Without the politics and the other BS, love can combine us and join us in peace and harmony. Because at the end of the day, we all belong to one race, the human race. And once we realize, we would realize that we're all the same. Love, Pally Boy. It's not that far-fetched. It's that it's like the thing that I showed a couple of weeks ago, that Bob Marley bit. Bob Marley... In my opinion, this is why I sometimes have problems with religion, you know, and they say prophets and we keep looking at the prophets of the past or what we call prophets or the Messiah from the past. How do you know they don't exist now? Because there's no book about them. Bob Marley, there's so many. The thing when he said all governments are illegal, that's a powerful statement. That's probably what got him ousted. All governments are illegal. They, what what is government? What is government? It's it. What is it? Govern. We shall govern you. Um, and then that kind of that kind of got me jacked up. And I did this guy um, for promotion yesterday. I was doing um. I was doing, I'm doing promotion for the, the boots in the sand, which by the way, thank you very much for your contribution. All proceeds are going to actual victims. Nobody's collecting one cent, one cent at this concert. Nobody is collecting a cent. And, um, it's kind of cool. So I was on this guy, Drew Steele, Long Island guy. Uh, he's got a show down here. Oh, never, never heard of him. Me and him hit it off, um, and we started getting into some stuff. And the, it, it, I feel like all that's getting closer to the point where I'm planning a really big trip for next summer. Uh, I don't want to say where and all that jazz, um, but it's a big trip with a lot of people, and uh, we're going to somewhere pretty wild, and. There are there's so I called a, a truck because I want us all to hopefully get in a, like a business class because these are long flights, but business flight business class is lot of money. So I'm dealing with this travel agent and he's like from oh my god I hope this is real, his name is Vlad Vlad, 
because hello Jim, this is Vlad, and um, I have some options for you uh, if you can look at them. But um, uh, I, I think the price is pretty amazing to to fly in the in the class for you and this group, and it it is it's incredible. Now some people are like whoa, what airline is that? And, you know, it's not a very, it's not an airline a lot of people know. It's a foreign airline. Ooh, you know, I'm not going to get into all that. But at one point, someone said, hey, you better check to see if you need to get vaccinated to be on that airline and be in those, in that, like they, that country and those airlines, you better check that out because I have, and I went full-blown panic because I already paid for this and so I looked into it. I called the airlines. No, absolutely not. And I text him a message like, Vlad, you got to call me back and give me a definite answer. A hundred percent. We don't need this. And we don't, we don't need no freaking PCR test. And we don't need vaccinations, uh, COVID vaccinations. And dude, this was wild. He goes, Mr. Jim, listen, I know where you stand on the vaccination. I said, how do you know that? He goes, I, I know you're a comedian. I said, what are you doing? He goes, my country, we know you. I don't remember the country. All I know is it's between Ukraine and what's up, Mike? You know what's over there? Are you <laughs> yeah, able no, to put up? Are you I failed that class. A, yeah, I did too. <laughs> are you able to put up a map in front of you? Okay, let's zoom in. Ukraine. Where's Ukraine? Right here. Ukraine's right here. Okay. So it's Ukraine and what's next to it? Moldova, Romania. Romania. So it, it's that one. It's Rodova. It must right be Rodova. Moldova. He said it's between Romania and Ukraine. Oh, there you go. So this guy is from Moldova. And he says, he goes, Mr. Jim, I know you are a comedian. He goes, I love your state. That special, you, oh my God. Me and friends from Moldova. What is the place called? Moldova. He goes, Moldova. Yeah, Moldova. We, we laughed so hard. It, we had to listen because of the accent and the English. But you, you speak to the world. Many people feel the way you said. Oh, are you? Are you serious right now? He's like, yes, yes. I, I, I know. I know. When you, I did not want to say, but I know. That's why I get you good tickets. You know, for all I know, this guy's screwing me hard. He just took my credit card and someone in Iran is buying some stuff. I don't know that for a fact. But I just thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. And it just shows you how connected the world really is. It really, really is deeply connected. Um, I had a cool moment on on his show, Drew Steele. Um, here's a quick clip from that. I love just speaking yeah. truth. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. And the it's truth like, scares the is... living death out of them. I know. It's it's true. And people need to not fear. This is the, listen, fear has overcome our nation. Yeah. It is time for the ones that fear and still have coward in you to move aside, it is time for the fearless to rise. That doesn't mean violence. Right. It means believe 
in your in your soul, believe in your morality, believe in your spirit, because that's what, you know, making love, you know, p- people make love. No, they brought in sex. They brought in violence. Children are on TikTok wiggling their ass. They, they sexualized, demonized everything. Put this star out there. Let's demean the children more. Oh, you know, it, it is until you realize this is really happening. Yeah. You're, you're doomed. You're doomed. But love, taking care of each other, the neighborhood, looking after each other, we, we were fine. We know how to do that. A family, you know who the hierarchy is. You know who isn't. You know who's the troubled one. We don't need government uh, media to tell us how to run our lives. Or scientists. I, I, I will never believe, I, I, I don't even believe in, in the medical world anymore. I believe people join it just like everything else to help people, but they too if you go to Denmark, you're not going to find a billionaire surgeon because their job is to make sure you don't get sick. Yeah. Here, they're mm-hmm. drugging your kids at second grade, and people don't think that demons exist. They're drugging your kids because they have ADHD. ADHD is a nice word for your child is so creative, they don't belong in a classroom learning about Ponce de Leon. <laughs> in yeah. second grade. You find out what gets them excited. You if anything, that is, is cruel yeah. to do to your child. Yeah. But then they prey on your innocence. They have a, what's the new word? Condition. Yeah. Evil exists. It's time to be fearless and face it. There you go. So with that said, let's bring some love. Okay. Maybe this will bring you a little closer to your family. Uh, I don't know how your children, if your children are starting to grow up a bit, mine are. Um, my oldest one, I mean, I have a deep connection with all my children and, and I'm sure just like a lot of you, if you have children, you do, you have this deeper connection and it could be with someone, it could be your parents, could be anyone. My daughter who we're going to get on, on here to, to talk about it, did something that I'll, that. I'm so excited and proud of her for. She, you know, she was, she was, she was doing a lot of searching, soul searching for quite a while. Um, you know, I knew when she first went to college, I knew she, it, I, I knew what was going to, she reminds me so much of me. Like, I just want to get out of the house. I just want to party. I just want to run. And, you know, she did the college uh, fun life. And then she's like, I had to get out of there and blah, blah, blah. So we tried college a couple of times. Didn't work out. And then whatever. So long story short, um, after a while, it's like, sweetie, the bank is closed. The bank is closed. Um you know, paid for this. We could, you couldn't figure it paid for that. Didn't work out. Had a lease here. Had a bank is done. You got to figure out your own thing. And it's all you now. I can't, this bank is the vault. It's over. And to her credit, <clears throat> And I always thought, because I traveled a lot, and I wanted my kids to see the world. I wanted them to learn 
I wanted to homeschool my oldest one, and I did at one point. I homeschooled them. And my wife fought it tooth and nail, and I don't blame her. Um, but I had this whole different vision long before COVID. I saw the way schools were. I saw what they teach. To, in my opinion, it's disturbing. They don't know their sexuality. I mean, come on, man. You can't, you can't see this. You can't see what they're doing to the children. I don't know. So, and they wanted to drug her. Well, she's having a tough time, so we have a drug. Well, of course you do, because that's what's going to, you know. And as I took her, I took her out, and I took her on the road with me. And we would talk, and we'd see things. And um, there's a movie, I believe it's called Captain Fantastic. Let me make sure that's the name of it. Captain Fantastic. And it it summed up a lot of it summed up a lot how I feel. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. If you got a chance to watch this movie, Captain Yes. Love, love, love this movie. This guy homeschools his kids out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it's, it's, it's incredible how it exploits our society, any society, meeting with people that have taken this move. And I got to say, everyone, when I say everyone, everyone's like... You know, what about her social skills? I'm like, what are you talking about? We're out nonstop. She's she's part of basketball. She's part of she's part of this group. She's 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 in this art class. I mean, she's mingling with kids. I'm not putting her in a closet and shoving a Bible in her face. Like that's not people think that's what homeschooling is. And I would always bring my kids out on the road because I wanted I brought them to Africa, I brought them to South America, I brought them everywhere because I wanted them to see. And I was hoping it would register. No matter what you're teaching in school, you're never going to learn the way you learn with an experience. That's another thing. People love, love talking about other countries. They love talking about cultures that they know zero about. Nothing. And most people know nothing about anything. They don't know anything about politics, professional wrestling behind the closed door. They know nothing about other cultures they just well that's what they say that day and i heard because you haven't been there and this kid to uh my surprise she she started working three jobs at a time non-stop she hustled her ass off she started going online started doing college online and she met a young man great young man good soul uh i really like him really I, he's one of these guys that show up in your daughter's life and you go ah i, I don't need you to make a billion dollars i just i just need you to provide be a go-getter be happy with yourself and that's and they're young and she tells me dad this was this was this summer she comes over with a whole book and she's like dad i'm leaving the country and I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live X Y Z for about a year. I already got my visa, and then we're probably gonna just start traveling the world. And I, I get this this 
peace came over me. This happiness came over me because she's like, I was going to move to Florida. I was going to move here. I, I'm done with what this place has to offer. I don't like the health here. Everything's drugs. Everything. everything. She's like, I hate going into a, a pharmacy and there's a line and, and the kids. She worked with, she worked with um, kids with special needs and she saw a lot there in that system. And She's like, I just gotta, I'm, I'm out of here. I, I went, oh my God, go for it. Go for it. And before she did for my birthday, she, and this is where I want you, I think you may enjoy something like this. I thought this was the coolest gift I ever had. Because you know how like, as a parent, you want to, um, you want your kids to know so much in the long run, or you start you start trying to interview your grandparents as they get older. Um, but why not do it now? So this thing, there's this thing called StoryWorth. She she signed me up for this this StoryWorth, and it's it's an email. And so what they do is they send you one question a week or two questions a month. And you write your story, you write your answer. And at the end of the year, they, they, they make it a book and they give it to you for you and your kids. I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. But then I was like, well, why don't I just talk about it here? Um, and that's what I plan on doing. And, and, and you, may, you may like this. You may like this with your own life. So I'm going to get you into a story. So one of them are, I'm going to show you what it is. All right. So it's called Storyworth. Uh, let me see here. Boom, 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 boom. Here. Yeah. Via Storyworth. Um, and here's, so basically, whether it's a few lines or a few pages long, Gabrielle, my oldest, can't wait to read your third story. I, I've been so, I mean, it started in June and I haven't even. How did you, so here's one. And yes, I'm going to answer it to her, but I'll answer it to the world. Because I think a lot of people can relate to this. How did you feel when your first child was born? That's the question. How did you feel? When your first child was born. So here's stories for perhaps my grandkids and whatever. And I think a lot of you can relate. How did you feel if you had a kid? Well, I could tell you this. This is a pretty wild story. I'm not sure if I told it here, but I, I have told the story. Before my my first child was born i was i was convinced this was this was this was an angel and there were two wacky there was two bizarre dreams i had one one was it was so real i woke up in the middle of the night and the, the baby, the, the baby was on my chest. I could feel the baby. I could feel it. And I can, 
I can hear it breathing and it's trying to lift its head. And it was, it was trying to lift its head to look at me. Uh, and it was so real. You know, those dreams that are just, wow, where did that come from? Where did that come from? And then it, I, I woke up from it. I mean, I felt like they were visiting me. I, 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 that's just how I felt. And then there was another one that really spooked me out. Another one was we were living in we were living in Manhattan at the time, my wife and I, and a beam of light that I sensed was either alien. I felt it definitely was not good. The beam of light was above the building. It was hovering above the building and was able to shine its light through the entire. We were on the 27th floor. There were 35 floors. And it beamed through to our room. And it was searching for my wife and the baby. And I woke up, it, 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 it clearly was a dream, but I woke up and I'm watching the beam of light going around the room. And I felt it was searching for the baby, for the, so I, I literally was like watching it. It went towards the bathroom and then it came to the edge of the bed. And then I rolled over onto my wife while she was sleeping and covered her in the belly. And I took a pillow and covered it. And then I tried to go towards the light to shoo it away and to distract it. And then eventually it went by the window and then just rose and left. And I was like, what the, what was that? You know, and then I woke up in the morning, I'm like, I, I think, uh, I had a freaky dream. It's like it was just a dream. I know that, but it was a freak me out. Freak me out. So I, I sensed even before my child was born, there was something deeper on the way. Like this was a this was an angel, and I'm into Star Wars. So I was like, you know, is this the, is this a Jedi? This is a Jedi showing up. Jedi is deep spiritual. Um, they have the four, they use the force, the force is from within. And we didn't have a name for her. This is a wild story. We did not have a name if it was a girl. If it was a boy, we we're gonna name William. We're gonna name Billy, Billy Brewer. <clears throat> and we didn't have a name for a girl, but I wanted an angel. I wanted to represent an angel because I felt like this was an angel. It's not only gonna be an angel for me. But for many people, this angel was going to touch a lot of lives. This is all in my head. Right? That's the answer. How did you feel when it was born? So I bring up the name. I'm bringing up all these different names to represent an angel. And my wife goes, what about Gabrielle? I said, why Gabrielle? She goes, well, you know, it's an archangel and blah, blah, blah. And I went, I don't know. I don't like the name Gabrielle. And we went back and forth and she was like, you know what? I, I keep presenting names, Jackie, this, but, but Gabrielle, 
was the one like, if you want an angel, let's go for Gabrielle. I'm like, ah, Gabby, Gabby, L, Gabby, Gabella. Like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. And this went on for months. So now, now literally, we're, we're like two weeks away from this baby being born. And we don't have a name for her. If it's a girl, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. None of our kids we found out. We want a surprise on each child. And um, it's probably about a probably about a week before she was born. Uh, my wife is overdue, so we started taking walks to to uh, Central Park in New York City, and she would get very exhausted. And we we settled into the great great lawn at Central Park, and on the great lawn. It's, it's beautiful. There's people playing and we were under a tree. We got some shade and I got a blanket and rolled down and my wife goes into the most peaceful nap you can imagine. I mean, just, it was so peaceful under a tree and I was looking at her and I was rubbing her feet. She goes into a car. She's out. She's sucking wind hard. And uh, I start looking in the distance at other kids playing and running around. And in my head, like many parents do, you start imagining the name and i'm going gabby gabrielle gabrielle you look so pretty in your little ballerina outfit oh my goodness you got pigtails yeah i love the way you look at and the name gabrielle is 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 infiltrating me and for the first time i'm going okay i can't huh but how does that represent angel angel gabrielle i Huh, Gabrielle. Now my wife wakes up. I don't tell her what just happened. I don't tell her that I've been thinking of the name Gabrielle. And we start walking back to the apartment. And before you, when you leave the green in New York Central Park, there's a, there's a jogging path and a walking path people they're roller skating riding their bikes and they're jogging and you kind of have to dodge the traffic to get past it and then go out into a street and start heading home on my life on my life on my child's life this guy comes out of nowhere he's a little off He's not like homeless or I don't get any evil sense or vibes from him, but he's just a little something, a little off. And he walks right up to my wife and he goes, he touches her belly. She goes, please ask to do that. And he goes, wow, you have a beautiful little girl in there. Do you have a name for her yet? And I, I said, hey man, we don't, we don't know what it is. It's gonna be a surprise. And she goes, yeah, we don't like. He goes, it's a beautiful little girl. Do you have a name for her yet? We don't know what it's gonna be. So he goes, it's a girl. She's gonna be an she's an angel. She's named her Gabrielle. I didn't even know I had hairs. 
on my ass or on my calves, on my feet. Every hair in my body stood straight out. My wife grabbed my hand. She squeezed it so hard. And we just looked at each other like, what the, f like, what is that? What is that? What is that? You're going to call that a coincidence? Are you, th there are people out there that will say, oh, that's just a coincidence. So I'm thinking, Gabrielle, angel. He said angel. What's your name, or Gabrielle? And he turns around. He goes, and there you go. And he and he starts walking like this with his, with his arms up in the air. And he just he goes, come back Sunday. It's gonna be beautiful here. And he and he just mingles with the crowd. And my wife and I was just like, what just, what is that? What is that? And I've always been, I've always been in tune with um, higher, a higher wavelength of thinking and seeing things and perspectives. And that was just one of many, many, many. But that is so of course now she's ready to be born i tell you what oh my god it was horrifying it was horrifying my wife was in labor probably 18 to 20 hours at least it was eight it it was and she wasn't dilated enough so she couldn't so the first that we go to the we go to the hospital and i can honestly say the experience was horrible it was in new york city it was horrible horrible we go walking in there um she's in horrible pain like she's crying she's sobbing from the pain and you as a man you, you feel helpless because your natural instinct as a man is to protect and to provide and look after your wife or look after the female. And they put her in a room and she's like, Jim, just tell them, I need, tell them the pain I'm in. She's in there like, they're like, we're going to call you a doctor and we'll, we'll, we'll get to them. I don't know what country they were from, but they could care less. They can care less. And I go, I finally, after about three hours of her screaming in this room, I go walking back to the desk. I go, man, she's in so much pain. And the woman goes, of course she in pain. She having a baby. She in pain. That's what happened. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go tell my wife that you just said that. Um, I'm going to take a long walk and she's just going to have to suffer because. Uh, uh. So we finally demand something. They give her. They give her drugs. And they send us home. So we go home. That's another thing I do is a bit. 
but when my wife was first in when my feist, when my wife was first in labor, I came home because that's another thing you waiting nonstop for your wife to go, hey, my water broke or whatever, and I and I, she's hovering over the toilet seat, like she's got to drop a deuce. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh my god, my back, I got all this pressure, and I think my ass is falling out. I think my ass is falling out. And she turns around, you gotta look at my ass and tell me my ass is falling out, Jim. It's coming out. My ass is falling out. Who prepares for that? Who prepares for your wife to turn around telling you your ass is falling out? And she turns around, ass is falling. I've never seen it. I was, I went full blown shock. Like, oh my God, her ass. What, the, what is that? What is that? Um, so then we go to the thing. Blah, blah. So now they send us home. And my wife is in worse pain. But now she's drugged. And now, I'm in, now we're in panic because every time she tries to walk, she stumbles and she's falling. So now I have a wasted pregnant mother. And I'm praying to God like she doesn't get, like the baby doesn't get killed from her falling and smashing herself. Finally, we can't take it anymore, and we go back to the hospital. She's sitting in there for another six, seven hours, calling the doctor. The doctor took literally 16 to 18 hours to show up on my life. I'm not even kidding you. And um, she screamed, man, my wife was cursed. She was saying words. The other nurses were coming to the room just to, to you know, like, sweetie, you gotta, you gotta concentrate. She's like, fuck you. I was promised drugs. I was promised drugs. And I was just like, oh my God, this is horrifying. And um, finally, the doctor shows up. Now she's got 104 fever, 104 fever. And they're talking about, we're going to lose the baby. Oh my God. And they're giving her an ice bath. They're icing her down. Uh, and then um, they finally go get a suction cup which is a plunger. You know, I'd say this in my bit, but it's a plunger. They come in, attaches the head, and suck the baby. They, they wanted to do a C-section. My wife's like, please, no. Do everything you can. I don't want to be cut. Please. They finally pull... And they're like, they pull the kid out. Hey, it's a girl. And there isn't... I mean, they pull it out, and they're cutting cords. Her head is... Her head looks like a... It's it's like this long and skinny from being sucked. Look like it was sucked by a vacuum. So you get this long, pointy head. Like, yeah, that'll go back to normal. Yeah, everything's fine. Then they take her and they go, we want to make sure the baby is fine because you she had 104 fever. And they just immediately take the baby away. I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Mom's got, and they're like, we can't have the mother hold her. And I'm like, no. 
I'm going to hold this baby and my wife's going to hold the baby. Well, we just, I said, my wife is holding the baby and I'm holding the baby. This hospital sucked. New York City sucked. Horrible. They take her away. They come back to like, hey man, we try to we try to go into her spine and we missed. So we gotta do it again. Like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. They're jabbing her. They're poking her. They put her in an incubator so, so no one could be near her because they got to make sure she's okay. Which I understand. But my wife's devastated. And there's worse scenarios out there, but she's devastated. So I get to, you know, I'm holding her and I've changed her for the first time and the nurses in that unit were night and day. They're like, your baby's gonna be fine. Your baby's gonna be fine. They just keep here, precaution, it's okay, baby. They were amazing. And um, when we brought her home, which I gotta say, when you bring her from newborn home, as a parent, I'm like, um, are you sure you trust us with this? Like, this is, like, I don't know, we don't know what we're doing here. Like, and, I couldn't get enough of this kid. Couldn't get enough of this kid. Loved. It, 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 I can honestly say, and I tell other, and no disrespect to any man or woman. In my opinion, and just in my opinion, and I know some people can't, so I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect anyone. But you become a different human it's like putting on a new set of glasses it's like being born again and you see everything from a different level when you have a child it is you've become a man on a whole different level for me it's like now i'm a man now I'm a man. And I took this as God, however you want to define it. And this is why I get very touchy with the, why people just loosely go, my body, my right, my body, my body. That's such a sales pitch to make, to distract you from the deeper element of, of, of all this. The respect of the ability to give birth, the respect of, of, of the force of life trusting you with this soul to nourish. That's deep and powerful if you allow that in. As far as rights and blah, 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 it's all, that's just all brainwashing nonsense. It's nonsense. It's just a more divide and conquer. If you go on a deeper level, and you look at it as you all of nature, you are trusted to guide this soul. 
It's not yours. I mean, yes, it's yours, but it comes from a deeper place. You're here to guide it. And they are the God, the, the, the spirits, the gods are trusting you. There. Ask us for help whenever you need it. And that is, that is how I felt. That is how I felt. I felt, I felt blessed that I was trusted to take care of this new little soul. And as you go through time, you realize your job is just to make sure it's a good human, make sure that they're, 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 they're nourished well, make sure your ego and your control doesn't, doesn't overpower. It's not easy. It's not, especially teenage years, not easy, but that's how I felt when my first child was born. Like, wow. Stand-up comedy means nothing. Money means nothing. Careers mean nothing. Nothing is more powerful and beautiful than what I'm holding in my hand right now that was created by a man and a woman, by the nature, by nature, natural. That is how I felt when my firstborn. So there you go, boys and girls. That is uh, our story worth segment. With that said, now my kid's on a brand new journey, 23 years old, traveling the world, and we're going to get her on the show. And um, we're going to do some dad-daughter talk, and hopefully people can relate and all that jazz and uh, we'll we'll catch up more next week i got next week we're gonna have a lot to catch up on because i'm gonna be done with two major concerts the hertz arena boots in the sand then i'm flying to arizona and i'm doing alice cooper's christmas pudding with sammy hagar and the romantics rob zombie and then, and many more, and then I have two more shows and we're done. But th between those two concerts, I'm going to have a lot of great stories. And some of the guests that I have lined up are pretty darn cool. So I hope you guys were cool with today. I hope you enjoyed hanging out here in the Bruniverse. I, uh, sometimes we're, we're all over the place because that's our personality. That's our lives. And I hope you're finding peace and I hope you're enjoying life and I hope you're not getting caught up in the, in the madness and the circus because there's so much more fun things to do to get involved with all that nonsense. Thank you for everyone that watches. Thank you for everyone that sends me incredible messages and even the critique. I'll take the critiques um, and all that jazz. I think we can all use that right now. Uh, Patreon page. We're going to zoom we we're going to zoom and hang out. We'll do that. We're going to do it uh, probably Monday. Probably Monday we'll all get together and we'll talk about new ideas and what to bring to the table and new series, which we're going to bring here to the Bruniverse. A lot of cool stuff. And I look forward to the next year working with guys like Mike and Annie and presenting it all to you, the Bruniverse listeners. So thank you for being there. And I wish you all the best. Much love to all. Love and laughter, and I'll see you on the road. Thanks for listening to Bruniverse. Take care, Mike. Take care, man. Later.
is Jim Brewer, and I got my own Patreon page, and hopefully you'll check it out. Live comedy concert streamed once a month. Weekly, you host your own podcast, and you interview me. Early access to the Bruniverse podcast every single week, and I have bonus footage and bonus segments. I promise you I'm not going to let you down. Go check out my official Jim Brewer Patreon page, and I'll see you there.